Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, this is Scott Scott Podcast, and this is the first episode of the season, and we're joined by Matthew Templeton, how are we? I'm great man, I'm great, it's good to be back, it's good to be back. It is indeed, it is indeed, and we're also joined by Ben Baker, Ben how are we? Um, very good Scott, thanks for asking. Aye, so boys, what a night it was for Scottish football, and the old firm, Rangers and Celtic both make the Europa League group stages, and Matthew, we'll start with you. What a night it was for Rangers. What, what a night, obviously. Just, it's just unbelievable that we've got European football proper proper back back into the Ibrox and obviously performance dug in deep and what a difference it was from last season, honestly. Going out in the, groups, uh, going out in the first round sorry, to, to progress and then actually making the group stages, which I didn't think we would do, but Gerard's just blown out of the water this season and it's, it's unbelievable. And then, obviously, you would much prefer to be in the Champions League, but surely you're happy that you at least still have European football at Parkhead this season? I'm definitely happy there's European football at Parkhead, no matter what competition it is. Obviously, you'd rather be in Europe and not be in it. And um, if, I, if you like, considering Celtic's performance last season in the Champions League, I mean, how lucky were we to actually go drop down at the Europa League? Celtic's level is Europa League and I, I'm like the first to admit so I've said it for a long time I said it before we got put out Celtic's level is Europa League so I'm happy uh, to be in the Europa League and I'm happy those two Scottish teams back in putting us back on the map a bit because as you said right the see the Celtic side it is a Europa League side and see the fact Celtic are not invested in the squad that just further proves that because uh-huh. see, in order to progress in Europe and make a real impact, Celtic had to invest in that squad to really you know, like qualify for the Champions League, and they didn't do that. And now they're paying the price, obviously. Because Celtic, how many signings has it have Celtic made this summer? I think about three, Four. two or three, if that. You know, so of course the board are under serious scrutiny right now, and they're getting a lot of criticism, and it is completely justified. Because Celtic uh-huh. should have invested and they haven't, and I think how long we got left in transfer window? I think a day. A, a, a day, I think she's tomorrow, eh? Yeah, and there's still no sign of Celtic signing signing anybody. Oh, in fact, I did see Malumbo, Celtic signing that shit. guy from Kilmarnock. What's his name? Malumbo on a free. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, but how do you feel about that? Celtic need to learn from our mistakes from signing players for for SPL. Of course, we've signed players for SPL and they've been good. Stuart Armstrong recently um, but we're signing, we're signing all these players for the, 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 the SPL Scott Allen does they get a game you know what I mean and it's just constantly Kai Steven back to his cupboard there's so many examples and it's just it feels like look forward afield because the players that are blowers in the league as much as uh, Jack Henry as much as he's a good Dundee United player it does not make him a good Celtic player you know yeah. Dundee, sorry. Yeah, but see the thing is, though, right? Celtic went out and signed a midfielder, right? Who was good at Kilmarnock, yeah. But the fact that Celtic haven't signed two centre halves and a goalkeeper as well, that is the area that Celtic need to need to be looking to strengthen, and they're not doing that. No, not at all. Obviously, the one thing you would say about Celtic is is their defence. Um, I think the Malumbu sign is a bit of a pointless sign. Is going to get a game over? Know Scott Brown, I, I wouldn't think so. Or the other players have got a midfield Rogic or McGregor. He's not going to get a game. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and Celtic still haven't replaced Stuart Armstrong. Is this the guy who replaced Stuart Armstrong? I don't think so. 
nah, and I wouldn't say soon, obviously. And like he's obviously Premier League quality now, we all know that. He's been to Southampton and Malumbu. He's, he's good, but I just, I just see it's a bit of a pointless signing. Not, not really, not really. It's another pointless signing. It's another pointless signing. Yeah. It happens constantly. And also, as a Giri coming back, we all know that he's not going to be a first team starter. But that didn't really get Celtic fans excited, you know. Of course it's a, as a backup left back, but I'm pretty sure Chris Sutton made a good point. Um after the Athens game he said something like, um, Tierney's obviously a young boy. Um and they played like sixty games last season or something. Like an an insane amount of football anyway, however many games it was. But you probably eventually just burn them out. You kinda of do that season after season. So if you if Izzy is there for the lesser games and to give his uh turn the heavy break in, it does work and, you know, it will benefit us. You know he might be good like the Celtic fans did like him, he never left on bad terms, you know what I mean? So yeah. of course it's not a signing that's made us any better, but it's um, a practical signing. Yeah, because that's the yeah. thing. I seen. I did see like some of my pals that are, are Celtic fans, and we're all buzzing about it. I'm like, why are you buzzing, right? See, and as I get his last few seasons, he was utterly terrible, and they're getting excited <coughs> by it. And I'm like, why? You know, but it's what it is. And also, I seen that Celtic signed a winger uh, on loan from Man City. The name escapes me. Um, yeah, tell you what. I've heard. I actually what. have heard a lot of good things about this guy. So I have. Apparently, yeah. he's, he's Really I've seen him on he's got a lot of potential yeah. just another sort of Paddy Roberts style uh, player as I do with most Celtic signings I'm straight on YouTube Daniel Alzani highlights and he looks like a, a really good player Manage, he, can, he can be a player he can definitely be a player so could Roberts um, but um, aye, he's definitely we, we've lost Roberts but we've got Alzani in so that's a position we don't really need to worry about um, Armstrong leaving that was a big uh, is, yet, is yet to be replaced and then obviously the big news today is it looks like Dembele will be leaving now I'm reading obviously Celtic have rejected a significant bid and all that but you always, you always reject the first bid don't you <laughs> and then they come back with a bigger one yeah oh I just yeah. got a text uh, of my pal there saying in all capitals we're signing a fucking defender and, uh, and he's a Celtic fan so we need to find out who it is actually but as you were saying Ben about Dembele I did see Rogers said that he doesn't want him to leave and obviously you were saying that Celtic rejected a big bid for him how do you feel about that Ben do you want to keep Dembele or would you just want to get him off the wage bill just now I'd love to keep Dembele um, do we need him probably not we need a mid well I don't know if we need a midfielder we need a centre half we need a right back we probably need a goalie um, I mean, yeah, I actually I quite like Gordon, but we might need a goalie. <laughs> we obviously needed a couple of defenders, maybe a midfielder. If Celtic are, obviously we've played two up front a few times this season. If Celtic are going to stick to like one up top or whatever, and you've got Eduard there, and I'm a big, big Eduard fan, and then you've got Griffiths um, on the bench, we don't really need Dembele, but I consider Dembele to be a better player than Griffiths, and I think, I think Dembele. Um, can make waves in the Europa League, so I'd love to keep him. Hmm. Yeah, but I was uh, going to ask you this one, boys. Uh, what do you make of the whole John McGinn fiasco? I know it was a few weeks ago, but we've not had a chance to properly speak about it. But in my opinion, the way Celtic handled that whole situation was really poor. They could have got John McGinn just like that. If they offered 
Hibs, 2.5 million and Scott Allen, Hibs would have bit your arm off for that and they didn't even do that and look up now, he's at Aston Villa and Celtic really missed the boat out in that one but what do you think of that? They did, I think that's, that's down to the board um, just for whatever reason they wanted to put this money in to get them um, they were asking for 4 million Villa came in, 4 million, there you go Boom, he's one of the best championship players so far this season and it's just it's, it's just silly really obviously I'd have paid it for a million or the 2.5 plus Scott Allen um, that's, that's a deal that suits everyone I just I don't know I just think it's strange why they, just, it just, they didn't do it I don't know why for whatever reasons behind the scenes it didn't, didn't happen but it's just a, a very strange one and obviously I think that's it was Rogers obviously one of his main targets this summer and he's been left disappointed he's, he's not got him so I just know I think it's down to the board but why they didn't do it I've, I've got no idea yeah, but it's it's, it's nothing that I suppose we're not used to with, with stingy offers and you know accepting offers that accepting offers when we probably could get more money for a player and not offering enough money for players is something we're, I'm suppose we're getting used to. But even John McGinn, he's a, he was a brilliant player for Habs, I really liked him. But we don't, we don't need a central midfielder. At the end of the day, we should have been looking for centre halves and a right back. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously Celtic's weakness, we all know, is defence. Um, is Jack, Jack Henry? They bought him along with that boy Marvin Comper. Comper, mm-hmm. what's happened to him? He's played like one game or something. And Jack Henry, I just don't think he's, people keep saying he's a young boy. He's a young boy. He's going to he's going to develop. He's, he's like twenty. He's twenty four. You know, he's, he's not he's not exactly a young boy. Um, and I just think he's going to put it at Celtic. So they really should have invested in that. And for one reason or another, it's just not happened. And I think. I think they will suffer this season, obviously. I don't know how badly, but I think it will, will come back to bite them. Yeah, Henry's been a complete flop. The club is just too big for him. The jersey's too big for him. Yeah. He's, struggling to co- he's struggling to cope with the pressures of playing for a club like Celtic. And that was, one, that one was a failed experiment. Well, what's the play tonight? Hmm? I don't know if they got a game tonight, did they? But uh, I, should, I, I don't know, actually. But if he, he, never, he never started, actually. <laughs> um... But he's only won two games as a Celtic player so far. Sorry, he's what's that game? He's only won two games as a Celtic player so far. Yeah, that's... In the Partick Thistle game that he won, that goal was his fault, but he's, like, a failure to make yeah, a challenge. Yeah, I was watching that, and yeah, he, he just... Yeah, just kind of run about. He just looks, honestly, just looks so, like, nervous Lost. all the time. He just does not know what to do. He just panics too much, and the pressure's got to him. So, yeah. I think he will be staying uh, this season, or he might go out and lo- go out and loan in January. But regardless, it has been a flop. But speaking yeah. of uh, defenders, uh, Scott McKenna, as we all know, I think it was last week, Celtic put in a bid of three point five million to Aberdeen, and Aberdeen rejected it. Um, I think uh, <laughs> I don't think he's worth three point five million, but I will give Aberdeen credit for having balls and standing up to like clubs like Celtic when before in the past they would have like jumped at six hundred K if uh, Celtic yeah. off that. But at least uh, Scottish clubs such as Hibs and Aberdeen aren't being pushovers anymore. But how what do you make of that Scott McKenna uh, situation, Ben? Do you, would you have took Scott McKenna at Celtic? Because he is a good defender, but I don't think he's worth three point five million. Well a lot of Celtic fans will be thinking um, you know, oh, we're not qualif- qualified for the Champions League. Never mind performing in the Champions League because we're not signing 
high enough caliber players and he isn't a fucking sorry he isn't a Champions League player mm. now there's like half our team so if, if like when it comes to qualifying for the Champions League next season or whatever I think we need to sign players who are better than Scott McKenna but um, I would have taken my Celtic um, we also needed need, need uh, a couple of centre halves we need to strengthen our defence we need a bit of depth in our defence regardless <laughs> so I would have taken my Celtic Mm. Yeah, no, I, think, I, I, think, like, need, I said that a couple of months ago we need to think forward a field in the SPL these teams like ugh, I just don't think it really works in our favour often enough for the same players in the SPL yeah no, I think McKenna is a good player I think what I've been thinking is in a few years maybe one or two years they can sell him onto a premiership club and get even more than the 3.5 that Celtic were offering I think I've seen somewhere in the papers it was 10 million maybe in a few years they would get for him I think he's definitely he's good right now but I think he's definitely yeah, it will definitely improve in the future. And yeah, it's definitely going to be potential. I rate him. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, it's Scotland national team as well. He's the future there, him and maybe Christoph Berra. Uh, not Christoph Berra, um, John Sutter, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, so it's definitely a potential there with McKenna, but is he worth the 3.5 just now? Uh, definitely not. No, absolutely agree. Right, yeah, so obviously we're getting a catch-up. This is a catch-up episode, so it is, and uh, so we're just going to be bringing up whatever comes to our head, you know, so uh, obviously we're on the topic of Celtic right now, and uh, I would be annoyed if I never brought this up, but... Uh, obviously, three weeks ago, I think it was it was it no, it was the second game of the season. Obviously, Hearts and Celtic played, and boys, we have to we have to say it. Um, Hearts bullied Celtic that day, and they were they were outstanding. But Ben, what did you make of that game? Uh, Hearts and Celtic at Tynecastle, the Celtic losing the the first game of uh, in the SPFL this season. Well, I thought it was a. Uh... An absolutely excellent goal. It was. Carol Ashton, now the Rangers player. Yeah. Uh, a brilliant finish. Um, which is also an excellent signing. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, that's a terrific oh, signing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't expect Celtic to win sort of, every game, but I expect a better performance. You know, Hearts are obviously are clearly in good form. Um, but yeah, I do, you, do, you do expect a much better. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what it was with that Celtic that day, but in every single area of the park, Hearts just bullied them, just dominated, dominated them completely, and Celtic just lacked real quality in that game. The only player I would give pass marks to in that game would be Tierney, because he's the only guy who's trying to get forward, trying to make things happen. But <coughs> pardon me, but everyone else was just not the races whatsoever. No, I mean I was looking at highlights. Simonovic couldn't even. Can even put a five-yard pass together, um, and he, he was awful that game. Like, obviously, he said Tierney was good. He was good, but the rest, yeah, I say, got bullied. Even Scott Brown was getting bullied, and that never happens to him. Um, there was just, there was just nothing about Celtic that day that that impressed me. And it was just my heart. Obviously, ten out of ten for them. Every player worked for their man, and um, but yeah, it was a bad day at the office for them. It was, it was, um, it was. It's nothing we've seen before, though. We're like. Uh, the Champions League hangovers and the like, the hangovers you get for the for the qualifiers. I mean that's only four days after um, a hard game at Celtic Park against Athens, and then we went obviously to Castle and get get beat. But I mean, how often do you see that, um, you know Celtic dropping points after uh, games in Europe during the week? And it's there's no really excuse for it. Uh, from a from a club level, we should have the depth where we should be able to deal with teams during the weekend, at the weekend, uh, and so on. 
but I think that is why. Um, but well, I mean, I'm just trying to bring up the point that we've dropped loads of points in the in the you know the past years. Mm. The weekend after a European tie. And obviously, Tynecastle was a very difficult place to go to, and as we all know, Hearts raise their game and they play Celtic. Same with all teams as well. When they're playing the old firm, they raise their game. And then watch this, like, like for example, um, what was it, Mullerby drew with Mullerwell at the weekend, right, Rangers drew with Mullerwell. Watch this, the next game they went through, they'll go and lose because we drew with them in their bottom of the league. Uh, that's, what, that's what happens. Teams raise their game against the old firm. But that day, though, Celtic, I just don't know what was, what was up with them. But I don't know what it is this season, right? I think I might be being, uh, I think I might be, you know, a wee bit too harsh, I don't know. But I, I honestly, I've watched Celtic quite a bit this season, and even the Celtic fans that I speak to, they were telling me last year the same opinion. I have not seen Celtic put in one good performance this season so far. I know it's still very very early on, but I'm yet to see a good Celtic performance. No, I, I wish I could. Yeah, sorry. I wish I could um, watch the game tonight if it was on the TV and after a free no victory, I'd maybe be able to argue that point, but Celtic have not been at the races so far this, this season. Um, also, the opening tie the league also beating Livingston 3-1, but... Yeah, that was expected. That was a standard... Uh, that's a, a that's like... That is very standard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, then, Champions League got beaten... Going, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll scare, but I mean, they were rubbish, but 6-0 on aggregate. Um... Rosenberg and all, um, so I got a good result against them at home. But yeah, I agree. Celtic have still to find that sixth gear, hundred percent. Yeah, and players. I don't know if it is, but players for me anyway just don't look interested this season. Obviously, the, the first season under Rodgers, the, the treble unbeaten, then last season getting the treble again, and it's just as if the players are saying, like, "Okay, we've done it all. What is? What else is there to do?" And they just like What's bored next? almost. Uh, what is next? That they've achieved. All they can do, basically. Obviously, European wise, they're beautiful. But what more, especially this season? But I know I just don't like interest. And obviously, if Bayata want to go and Dembele potentially going, they're just losing their kind of spine of the team. And I don't mm-hmm. know. If I was a Celtic fan, I wouldn't be worried, but I would certainly be kind of cautious this season. Yeah. Well, as a Celtic fan, I'm just hoping we're sort of <laughs> the board and the manager are just holding out to uh, impresses and woes on the. Deadline day. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Um, I'm sure most of the people who listen to this will be listening after deadline day and they'll be laughing at me. Or hopefully it'll be like, when Ollie was right, <laughs> you know, hopefully there is a couple of signings coming. But we'll see, we'll see. I think after Mbella leaves and, and we don't sign anybody there, and there'll be a, some, a lot of very angry Celtic fans, and I'll be one of them. I don't understand why the board are so hesitant though, to invest in the squad. It's not like they don't have the money. They clearly do. They spent £2 million on disco lights. Disco lights. But they don't want to invest in the squad. <laughs> I just don't understand that. It's just it's ridiculous. I, I, just, I don't understand that either. You know, maybe they, I don't know if it's being cocky or whatever. But I was just, it's just, it's just quite stupid, to be honest. Yeah, it's utterly baffling, you know. And yeah. obviously you can see Rogers is getting frustrated because he's already... Done the treble, he's went unbeaten, right? His main aim was to progress in the Champions League. Obviously, can't do that this season, right? The only thing he's got left is Europa League, and by the looks of things, the board aren't backing him in that either. Now, just it's very bizarre. And Celtic will uh, eventually lose Rodgers, and they'll end up regretting it because even like obviously I'm a Rangers fan, right? But Rodgers is he's done a great job, and he's a great manager, right? 
But at Celtic, if they lose him, that'll be a big loss for them, you know, because uh, they are very fortunate to have him, if I'm being honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a Premier League quality level manager, and if you're going to have that type of manager in charge, you need, you need to back them. There's no question about it, and if they're not backing them, then what, what do they expect? Yeah. He's not back when he'll leave. That, that's it. And he's not been backed. So, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, there's people saying we'll, we'll be lucky if he finishes this. If he, don't, if he doesn't get backed tomorrow or in January, then a good chance is a bit like he'll probably be away in January. I mean, you know what the Premier League's like. We, we are turnover in managers. So, if Brendan Rodgers doesn't get back and he goes back to the Premier League in January, then I will not be surprised. I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting yeah. point you make, Ben, right? I'm not, uh, like, saying Rangers are winning the league or anything, right? Far from it. But put it this way, right? Just say around about Christmas time, right? Just say Rangers might be, I don't know, like, hypothetically speaking, they're about three or four points ahead, right? Just say that. And then the Premier League come calling, and Rodgers is like, right, that's my escape route, you know? So that's a possibility, you know? Yeah. If, like, um, Well, it's a worrying thought, but I, I, don't, I don't see it. I think... I think if Rangers have got any chance, it's, I mean, only a couple of games in, okay, we're three games in, you're saying Celtic are, we've all agreed Celtic are still to find their sixth gear, and Celtic are a very poor start, but three games in, we're ahead of you, right, I'm saying, we'll probably, if we get to Christmas, Celtic probably top of the league, or whatever, Celtic ahead of Rangers anyway, if... We don't if we're still in Europa League and we don't and Rogers isn't backed when he leaves and then that maybe gives Rangers a chance if we're going through that transition period of finding a manager and whatever, that'll give Rangers our best chance. Um I don't see it if Brendan Rogers stays. <coughs> but that's a, a nice segue, so it is. Obviously <coughs> excuse me boys, I've got as you know, my throat is killing me because I, I was in Hollywood for two weeks and I was singing Kyle Lafferty non stop. So I'm still I'm feeling the effects of that but it's a good wee segue, Ben, and we'll move on to Rangers. And uh, boys, what what a night it was! Rangers back what in Europe after a long, long time. After all the nonsense Rangers have been through six years ago, Rangers were in Division Three, <coughs> playing against part-time teams, getting beat at home off Annan Athletic. And then six years later, Rangers have Steven Gerrard as a manager, and we're back in Europe. It's it's unbelievable. Obviously, six years ago, it's. In the dark days, it seems like never going to get back to this to this point. I honestly didn't think we would at some at some points, but we're back. Gerard, world renowned name, obviously massive, massive name. Got us back to where we belong. I feel anyway, and good times ahead. Ibrox, Pat nights, European nights. Just you can't beat it. It's just it's, it's good to be in amongst it again. Domestic claim, and see that going into this season, right? I said, right, if the Europa see qualifying for the Europa League, it wasn't a main goal; it was a bonus. I'm like, it'll be nice if we make it, right? I didn't expect us to make it. I said maybe yeah. the, the third round or the playoffs at best. But my God, yeah. we done it. And Steven Gerrard, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, one of the first things he um, he done when he comes in. It was like, okay, the fitness the fitness last season was, was terrible. You were getting bullied against Celtic. You were after sixty minutes you were you were gone, you were you were you were out of gas. And he's been obviously took the team to Spain, drilled them, said it's the hardest preseason the players have ever had, and then tonight that came in obviously didn't nine men, that fitness that he's worked on pre season came in, got us through the tie and his coaching skills thus far have been have been perfect. Exactly, and it has to be said, what a fantastic start it's been. 
I know it's still early doors, but that no, I don't think anybody expected a start and how good the start he would make, you know. I'm going on to the game tonight. <coughs> My God, right. nine men, <coughs> yeah, nine men, and I thought Stephen Flanagan got sent off. I was like, right, can we do this? And we done it. Rangers showed a lot of fight, a lot of heart, determination, a lot of togetherness, right? And it was, I was so, so proud. What a night that was tonight for the club and for the fans especially. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, and we, see, the, the, we defended for our lives. We just, oh, honestly, I was so proud. We just, we stuck at it. We dug in deep and we got the job done. And obviously, you've seen after the game how happy Steven Gerrard was and the, how happy the players was. It just shows you how much it meant to them as well. Oh, 100%. Obviously, they were you know, I get back to the fans who's backed them through obviously the tough times and their socks off obviously like you said defence for their lives and obviously the, the Goldson, Cartage and the Gregor those have been the three I would say the three most important signings because they've brought that steelness to the back and we look confident in the back we don't look like we're going to concede silly goals and tonight we had to make sure we didn't concede any silly goals and we didn't obviously concede the one goal but um, and the end it didn't matter, so it was just yeah, great all-round performance. And see, uh, Big Katic, I would say he's been my favourite signing so far. He's been terrific, so is Big Al McGregor. Golden, Golden and Katic at the back, they are a wall. They are so great together. They are, they are, a, they are a fantastic defensive partnership, and I'm just absolutely loving them right now. And seeing Big Al McGregor back in the sticks, wearing a Rangers jersey, is brilliant as well. And in my opinion, it has to be said, he's the best goalkeeper in Scotland at this moment in time. Name someone better, I don't think you can, honestly. But I'm just yeah. absolutely over the moon. Um, and Steven Morelos uh, got sent off. What do you make of that? I, I thought, at the time, I was like, oh yeah, yellow card for kicking the ball away. No complaints, fair enough. But then he obviously has to be spat with the ref, then a second yellow. Yes, might have been a wee bit harsh, but Morelos don't give the guy an opportunity to send you off. This has been a he's he's got this annoying wee habit in his game and his persona. It's just he's such a hothead, he's got such a short fuse and he does these immature, petulant things at times and it just furiates me. I know, it annoys me as well, it's just also like I said earlier, you can't you can't get away with this in Europe. Maybe in Scotland you'd get a turn off whatever, but in Europe you're just asking the ref to send you off. Um, and and he and he ultimately did. Um, for, fortunately it didn't it didn't mean anything, obviously we got through, but he needs to cut this out, obviously. If he if he does start an old firm at the weekend and he does stuff like that, it's just it's it's not gonna end well for him. Uh, great player but obviously he needs to sort out that attitude if anyone can do it, Gerard can do it. Exactly. And uh, obviously what happened uh I thought it was a few weeks ago against Aberdeen where he got that red card which was never a red card no never no. I could not believe that Ben did you see that uh, the Aberdeen game uh, when Morelos got sent off when he should Scott never McKenna. against Scott McKenna yeah I did see it I um, and I, I did yeah I did see it I think it was a a red card oh. uh, the fact that as well so I've seen it, yeah. I don't think it was a red card, though. No, it wasn't. And, that, yeah. and then two days later, it got rescinded. So what does that tell you? It was a embarrassing decision. No, definitely. I mean, Scott McKenna pushed him twice for what's expected to happen, you know. Also, I don't know if you push, push my his buttons, he's going to bite. But listen, I would say yellow card to both the players. That, that was it. Obviously, it got rescinded. It's over with now, but definitely. 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I just thought we'd bring that up there. But uh, going back to the game tonight, see, oh, Ajari's goal. My God. I thought he was our man of the match tonight. And see, if it wasn't for him, he was a lifesaver. It was very... We were very fortunate to get that goal early on as well, and what a finish it was from the boy. He worked ever so hard tonight. Oh, he was brilliant, obviously. He took the finish well. I say if that was Ronaldo or Messi, he'd be raving about it all the time, but it was, it was some finish. Touch back in the net, top corner. And obviously, I went down to the kind of 10, 9 men. He was working hard. Um, he's obviously he's a creative material, that's what he is, but he tracked back, he was getting tackles in and getting the ball to safety, man. Great all-round performance from the boy. Each game is getting better, better, and better. And the last two games, in particular, has been phenomenal. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do for the season. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely, mate. And uh, I just can't wait. European football back at Ibrox. Looking forward to the glamour ties. Maybe Chelsea, a wee bit of Arsenal. Oh, can I know this. Brilliant, obviously. And just the money that will bring as well. Just being in it, and that will help to improve. In January, then it just it just starts a big a big snowball effect. Um, but yeah, obviously the glamour ties back, and I just I can't wait to see the draw tomorrow. Um, I don't care who we get, just being there right now is fantastic. Exactly, exactly, mate. I'm just happy we are there. And as I said, I didn't think we were going to get there, but we got there. We did, and. Uh, Honestly, it still is surreal to me. I say this all the time in Twitter when I've had a few drinks. It still is surreal that Steven Gerrard is our manager. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm buzzing every single day. And I think we're only going to get better as the season goes on. Because this is the most organised we've looked in years. And I'm really, really optimistic for this season. I'm not saying we're going to win the league. But we're going to give Celtic a real challenge, a proper challenge. And I think we'll pick up a cup uh, on the way. But we'll just need to wait and see what happens. It's good times ahead. And I think the banter years are officially over now. I think we can all agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think that's, that's an end of that one. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God, man. It, it's been brutal over the last few years or so, but oh, thank God it's came to an end, because, <laughs> shall we say. But yeah, so eh, all fun this Sunday, boys. We'll fun this Sunday. First oh, one of the oh, season. It's going to be interesting. Rodgers, Gerrard. Brendan Rodgers, Stephen Gerrard. Box office stuff. Obviously, these two aren't a big... They're not big fans of each other. Rodgers could... I think Rodgers would blame him for... Blame Gerrard for costing him the league. And Gerrard, I think, holds a grudge against Rodgers for ending his Liverpool career when he didn't have to. So, yep. obviously, there's a wee bit of animosity there. And uh, it's going to be interesting. This is box office stuff, as I said. And uh, everyone's going to be tuning into this game this Sunday. And uh, how do you see it going? I'll start with you, Ben. If we do recall, Scott, the last time I predicted uh, an old firm on Scott score, I got it right. I also got the two goal scorers right. So, listen to what I'm saying and listen carefully. I'm wrong. Um, I think... Obviously, I'm really looking forward to the tie. It should be the most interesting, um, or the most anticipated, shall I say, old firm so far. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And I think, uh, I think Celtic will, will maybe edge it. Um, but it's a really tough one to call. Obviously, Rangers are looking better than they've looked for a long time. Celtic, obviously, have had a quite a slow start to the season. Um, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I think Celtic will edge it. Um, 
I think there was just uh, just just excitement. Then we look forward to the draw tomorrow in the Europa League, and then look forward to the the old farm on Sunday. <coughs> Matthew, what were yeah. you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it will be close. Um, obviously, it's Parkhead, so you, you you would naturally favour Celtic. But I think if you if you look at it, from the, obviously the two teams going into the, going into it form wise, you would say Rangers um, are in better form. But it will be close. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a feisty affair. Um, maybe I send it off. I hate the noise, but uh, I think judging not being biased, I'm not judging them form. I think we'll, we'll nick it. I think we'll concede as well. To be fair, but I think it'll be, I'm going to go for 2-1 Rangers. Um, it will be a tight game. Um, it'll be very competitive. Um, <coughs> but honestly, I can't see Rangers losing this. Um, I really cannot see us losing this one at all. My prediction is, yeah. I think it'll be a very fiery affair. Very tense. Very aggressive. Maybe a red card or two. But I'm going to say it'll be one each. I'll finish, I'll, be, I'll finish one each and I would take a point at Parkhead because regardless of the form that Celtic are in right now going to Parkhead is a tough, tough place and I, I will be, as I said it will be a very competitive game and it will be a very exciting game and I, I wonder if the, the two managers will be able to keep their heads as well because um, as I said there was a wee bit of animosity there but it's, yeah. it's going to be I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for it it's going to be and an exciting game, an exciting affair, and put it this way, it's not going to turn out the way it did last time. The two yeah. teams met where Rangers got horse 5-0. It's a totally different Rangers side. We've not got a loser as our, as our manager anymore. We've got a winner. We do. Don't care if that sounds a bit harsh, but it's true. We haven't got Graham Lucky as manager. We've got a winner, a, a superstar as our manager, so I can't wait. Yeah, maybe it looks like if I just update this, Sky Sports Transfer Centre. Well, Celtic close to. Um, so I was at half ten, Celtic close to. I think so. It's um, the. It's, what's his name? <laughs> um, what's his name? Philip Benkovic, the Leicester City centre half, was supposed to be signing on a, on a loan. He obviously played with Dynamo Zagreb. He's actually got some European. Um, caps under his belt, so so that actually looks like it'll be quite a good signing. I yeah. just I just seen that on the transfer centre there, so I just thought I'd, <coughs> I'd just say it before I forgot. But I say he's young, but a bit of experience, you know. So that'll be a good signing. Yeah, the main thing is for Celtic fans and Celtic mate, I've got a centre half in. That was a main uh, priority. Get a, yeah, get a centre half in. And uh, he's he's a bird that left it late, but you got someone else. You got yeah. someone else. Yeah, sorry, you got someone in, but I think you need to get someone else in, obviously, which I think he's probably will. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, think, I think that looks think, like a good signing. Yeah, obviously, if he's Premier League quality, if he's at Leicester, so we can't can't argue with that. But um, well, second half could could come in for Sunday if it's not too not too soon for the boy. But yeah, definitely, we'll see if they could actually be active about it. If not late, but they're definitely. Yeah, back. So that's good from their point of view. Absolutely. But um, I know it's uh, it's great that the SPFL is back, so it is. Uh, we missed it, boys. When was the last time we done a podcast? Four months ago? <laughs> oh, something like that. It's no, been a while. Ago, eh? Aye, but, too long. Oh, it's too long, but that's us back to our reg- uh, regular uh, schedule. But yeah. uh, I think we've, uh, we've, we've spoken about the old firm for about <laughs> 36 minutes, so I think it's uh, only fair 
<laughs> we we get off the topic, talk about the other teams. But uh, boys, um, want to make it Aberdeen start this season? Obviously, they did not embarrass themselves against Burnley. Uh, they drew one each at Pataji, and then in the second leg, they took Burnley to extra time. Deserve a lot of credit for that. But how do you see them fail this season? I'm not too impressed by them. I'm not because I watched them last week against Hibs. They didn't. They did not look great at all. They, they lacked real quality in the final third. There's the only threat I think they've got is Mackay Steven. And uh, it's just, I'm not impressed by them. I think this season, when, it, when they're playing against Hibs, uh, Hearts, Rangers, Celtic, they'll be scratching, crawling, scratching and clawing for every single point this season against uh, the, the Big Four. And I, I just, I'm not too confident. And them doing well this season, I think maybe a four for fifth finish is realistic because I think Hibs and Hearts are better than them. Yeah, no, I would say so. Obviously, judging by the way they've started, um, but yeah, they've lost key players, and obviously Kenny McLean, Ryan Christie, Adam Rooney, um, a few more, and they've obviously brought in some decent replacements. I think that boy from Man U, James Wilson, he'll he'll do well. Um, up here but yeah I, I worry for them this season yeah. obviously they've had, this, they've had the same start as Rangers one, one win two draws but I just I think they will struggle I think top four they will get I think they'll get top four I think maybe Hibs or Hearts will pick them to third um, but I don't know I just can't see them doing much this season to be honest Neil can I mate because see when Rangers played them in the first game of the season they <coughs> sorry about this cough boys they were like we were down to ten men, so we had to really sit back and try and hold on to the lead because we got a uh, we got Morelos sent off early on, right? And they they honestly still couldn't beat us. And if we had eleven men, we would have beat them. I think that's safe to say because we have a better team than Aberdeen, right? And last week against Hibs, watched the full game, right? The second half, right? It, it, going into half time, it was one 0 Aberdeen. Second half, Hibs came right out the traps. They were literally all over Aberdeen, right? And Aberdeen were just hanging on, hanging on, trying to hang on to this 1-0 lead. And it cost them towards the end. And I was watching it with uh, my pal who's Aberdeen fan. And he was, I was just telling him, I was like, you don't look great this season. And he's living in denial. And he's like, oh, you still couldn't beat us. And I'm like, but you know, deep down, mate, we're better than you. And you've got lucky, you's got lucky against himself. And I'm just, as I said, I'm not... If I were Aberdeen fan, I would be quite concerned. I would be. Aberdeen had a couple of penalty shoots as well, didn't they? They did. Two penalties. They did, but apart I, from that... I hear, I hear what you're saying good. against Aberdeen, and it, it's difficult. Obviously, the three is not as difficult saying stuff like this. Yeah, try to predict how one team season is going to go when we're only three games in into the league anyway. But Aberdeen have been finishing second, third, whatever, um, second for a long time. And... Um, They've never fared well against Celtic and Rangers and they've always struggled struggled against the top teams. But straight away, right off the bat, they've took a point at Hibs and they've took a point at Rangers. So Aberdeen could have had a lot of a worse start. We could just be having a slow start the same as Celtic, you need to remember that. We've, um, Aberdeen, <laughs> I've got some decent players. If, um, if they can get Stevie May scoring goals in, we can still have a successful, uh, a good season, you know, we can still finish 
third, I would say. Um, depend, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who finishes third. I think Aberdeen have got every chance. And see what you're saying about especially uh, Hearts losing Kyle Lafferty as well. We're yeah. a different team without Kyle Lafferty. That was a big loss, but I think Hearts will obviously a better's out for a wee while. Also, so I think Hearts will get in a replacement for Lafferty. I think they'll use the funds to get that done. I think yeah. Hearts will be fine. But going uh, back to Stevie May, I think Stevie May is just a lost cause at this point. Um, uh, he's been here, what was it, a year or so, right? Yeah. Jason Cummings came here, he came here last season, right? Jason Cummings had half a season and he still managed to score more goals than Stevie May. So what does that tell you? It wasn't like Jason Cummings was great up here, far from it, but he, it just shows you he still managed to score more goals than Stevie May and I just think he's a lost cause at this moment in time. I don't see... Aberdeen getting the best out of that guy at all yeah no, I, I couldn't agree more I think obviously we touched on it last season in the pod it, it came up he had a, obviously it was great St Johnson he looked like a great sign yeah. but it just hasn't hasn't done anything I don't know whether it's just obviously his injury injury problems have just kind of ruined his career or he's lost his confidence or whatever but it just I would cut if I was Aberdeen I'd just cut my last season for someone else but yeah he's just, he's, I don't think he's ever going to get back to his old self yeah, and also Aberdeen losing Adam Rooney to Salford City. Salford, yeah. Salford, uh, that was, uh, in my opinion, right, I know fair play, the guy's making more money, but <coughs> him leaving Aberdeen, right, <laughs> to go and play in non-league football, <laughs> you might disagree, but I don't think that looks great in Aberdeen at all, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> No, definitely. It's not like good in our league. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't look good on Scottish football. That's the last thing we need to do. Our reputation's bad enough. We're just getting it back coming to teams in Europe. I know. I know. But to be fair, from what I've heard, Salford, they're doing that with a lot of clubs as well. So it's not just Scotland. Aberdeen's uh, affected. Um, but no, it's definitely not like Scottish football. But Rooney, fair play to him. Yeah, because nah, like Adam Rooney, he was one of Aberdeen's top goal scorers over the last few years and he was yeah. it, like he wasn't starting a lot last year but he was still an important part of the side and I think I might be right in saying this that Aberdeen offered him a contract and he said no I'm going to Salford or it might have been something yeah. like that but yeah, I think it does not look great in Aberdeen at all no definitely not like, although Salford do have, from what I've heard they do have one of backing them who have got a bit behind them but yeah yeah, exactly. But even at that, you shouldn't. A top, no matter what country you're in, a top league um, football team should not be losing out to a non-league team. It just shouldn't happen. No, for what was supposed to be more money. Exactly. I think mean, I think mean, the most they could offer was what five, six grand at most, and Salford are probably offering out about seven or eight. Mm. Um, so it looks bad on us, but. But at the end of the day, I think McKinnis, obviously, when that happened, McKinnis was raging as well. Um, but there's not much he can do, really, if the club accepts the bid and he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as was, uh, I'm just uh, on the SPFL website right now, and I've seen that uh, Kenny Miller signed for Dundee. <laughs> what do you make I of think... uh, his whole situation, boys? It's been quite interesting to say the least. Up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, he's not going to give up. Well, he no. did, but. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's what? He's 38. He's, he's, he's like a two year deal. Yeah, so he's yeah. going to be playing until he's 40. Is it a two year deal? That's a two year deal. Yeah. That guy's going to be playing until he's in a wheelchair, by the way. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, we all know he 
got the Livy job and then he got sacked after about two or three games, right? And then he signs for Dundee. Right, I think this is what I think he's got a game plan here, right? Do you know how Neil McCann's not started the season all that great, right? He's started the season pretty poor and some of the players, uh, from what I've read, etc., start to turn against him. So I think Kenny Miller's eyeing this job up. If Neil McCann goes, I'll be the player manager. Scott with a tinfoil hat there, but, <laughs> um, but no, but I think Dundee, they were looking for a striker anyway, because obviously there's same thing, Dundee, they create loads and loads of chances, but just can't finish them for one reason or another, and bring another in, you know, he's a finisher, so I think in terms of Dundee, they'll improve Neil McCann's fortunes, and obviously he'll bring the goals in. Um, for Dundee at their level anyway and I think they will see an improvement so I don't know if Neil McKenna will certainly go but um, all parties are definitely a good signing Yeah, Kenny Miller uh, regardless of the age the guy is a goal scorer he's still do a job absolutely <coughs> and uh, it's a good signing for Dundee it really is and uh, <coughs> I wonder how uh, he'll cope this season I'm quite intrigued to see how Neil McCann is going to do because obviously the pressure's on him right now and uh, as I was saying, some of the players are starting to turn against him, and um, it's it's going to be it's a weird one for Neil McCann. Obviously, I would, I don't want to see him get sacked. I like Neil McCann. I think he's done a decent job at Dundee. Yeah. But if the players start turning against you, there's no way back for that. We've yeah, we've no way back from that one, is there? And we've seen that with Marty last season, didn't we? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, I think he's a great. I think he's a great coach, Neil McCann. I do. I do like. I do. I don't mind that. I hope to turn it around. Um, and we'll certainly help him with that but we'll see what happens mm, absolutely and uh, I'm just looking at the league table right now obviously Dundee are sit- uh, they're sitting rock bottom no points one goal uh, uh, yeah they're sitting rock bottom no points uh, I, I don't know how much time Dundee will give McCann um, but Kenny Miller did say one of the main factors of him going to Dundee was Neil McCann because obviously he rejected St Mirren um, because uh, obviously he's, he would much rather work under Neil McCann so what does that tell you you know <coughs> but, yeah he's still got that pulling factor um, it doesn't surprise me well not what work under Stubbs yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit mm-hmm. um, yeah and there's, I think hmm, on you go no, no, I think obviously you know I can, and um, well, obviously we've got the kind of Rangers connection there anyway. I think that's a good fit. Mm, yeah, and uh, St. Mirren as well. They appointed Alan Stubbs uh, at the start of the season. Um, honestly, at the time I thought it was a decent appointment, but I've, I know it's early doors, right? Three games in, but it's been a, it's been quite a tricky start for uh, Alan Stubbs at St. Mirren. Um, how do you uh, see him faring there? I think I, don't know, I thought obviously you see I think it was a good a good um, appointment at the start of the season. He done obviously done well with Hibs and um, getting him the Scottish Cup and getting promoted and doing well with him. Obviously gotten him got him the Rotherham job, but I don't know whether it's the players you've got. They're just not adapting to the system. He doesn't have the players he wants to adapt to the system. Whatever it is, it's just not quite. Obviously he's got one win on the board and um, he done all right at, against um, Rangers at the start of the season, but. I don't know, I just, I don't know, it's a hard one, but I think he will do well, but I just don't think he'll get top six. Mm, I don't think he'll get top he's six. Got a tough job. He's, he's got a tough job, you know, so, he does. he does, it's a tough one to call, but. And obviously, Hib, sorry, had like, 
not obviously a massive budget, but he had a bit of money behind him. He could, he could buy players he wanted, but he's not going to get that at St Mirren, so I think he'll struggle, but he'll do well. Yeah, it has to be said, Alan Stubbs, uh, Alan Stubbs deserves credit because he laid the foundations for Hibs and now you're seeing the rewards of that now because Hibs are in a much better place now than they were uh, four years ago. I think this is the best place Hibs have been in, God knows, like a, a about 10 years or so. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah, and Stubbs deserves a lot of credit for that, you know. Yeah, definitely. It was like the foundations that have, like you said, and obviously, you know, learning the best of the staff players are reaching their awards just now, but what a credit does have to go to Stubbs for, for that. Absolutely, and uh, boys, is this the season? Is this the season that Hamilton go down? You've been saying it, <laughs> well, I've been saying it for ever since they came up, when they came, when they came back up, but my God, they keep hanging on. They keep hanging on, but surely, is this going to be it? I don't know. I, I can see well, them staying up, to be honest. Right, so can I. I just, I, I was saying maybe. I Dundee, 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 that's a good shout, but Hamilton, I, I don't know what. They've just got that grit and determination about them. I just. I mean, it was, for me, they will stay up. They just keep managing to hang on, right? But for me, the shoe in to go down this season, because I don't think they have enough to stay up, is Livy. I think Livy will go down. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a shame. But they just don't have an, they don't have the resources, they don't have the budget, they don't have the quality to stay in this league. And I think they'll finish rock bottom. You know, I know they've got Gary Holton <coughs> as manager. I think that's uh, the best appointment they could get at this moment in time. Um, <coughs> but I don't think they have enough to stay in the league. So for me, they'll finish rock bottom. And it'll be between, it's early on, I know. For the relegation playoff, I would probably say Aki's. It would be between Aki, St Mirren, uh, and Motherwell. Between those three, yeah. Dundee, obviously. So that's yeah. uh, that's my pick for the the rele the relegation playoff candidates. Yeah, and I think obviously anyone in the bottom six, like they're not great to me. I think St Johnson as well. I think they'll struggle this season. Yeah, uh, do you remember what I said last year about Tommy Knight? I was so convinced that he would leave at the end of last season. Because I thought he just looked burnt out, and he's like, I've took St. Johnson as far as I can, time to go. But, prove me wrong, he's uh, still in St. Johnson gaffer. Yeah, no, he's obviously, you he must love it there at St. Johnson. Um, and they love him as well, so it's a good fit. And I can't see him leaving anytime soon unless a club comes in for him, um, which I don't know who would come in for him anyway. So, no, I think he'll, he'll be there for the long run. Yeah, I think so too. I, I thought he was just totally burnt out. Just He's, by his body language and uh, his interviews I just thought he was tired and just fed up with the whole thing just ready for a new challenge but he's still here <coughs> and uh, I don't see them uh, finishing in the top 6 but they won't go nah. down I think they'll be fine yeah I think they'll be fine yeah well I think they'll, like I said, I think they'll struggle I think they'll be down there but I think in the end they'll be fine yeah absolutely and uh, Kelly obviously Kilmarnock um, I think they'll be Absolutely, just fine under Steve Clark. Yeah, I think he'll be fine as well. After a, after a, you know a, re a really good season last season, uh, aye, I I think Kelly will be fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. Speaking of Kilmarnock though, uh, we see Rangers played Kilmarnock a couple weeks ago, and my God, they're going into that. I was like, this is gonna be a real tough game, and Rangers just played them off the park. Honestly, Rangers just completely played them off the park. They were outstanding, and uh, Morelos, <laughs> they don't want to, sorry for bringing up Rangers again, but Morelos, my God, he just got got himself a hat today, and 
Going to Rugby Park, that's a tough place to go. And Rangers struggled against Kilmarnock last year. And that plastic pitch is very that's difficult dreadful. to play on. And we got a great result against that. A very well-organised and solid Kilmarnock side. And, and that was a Kilmarnock side we only beat, I think, once last year. So, yeah, they, they got the better of us last season. Obviously, that, that ultimately cost Pedro his job. Um, but no, 3-1 in the Cup. Great result. Fred will get his first hat-trick for Rangers, um, first of many, hopefully. Um, but obviously that, that, that pitch is not great. Um, but after they come on at Quantit, so fair enough. And I think losing with Lumbu will, will be a big loss for them, but I think they'll be fine. I've obviously brought in that Aaron Tishobla from Villa again. Uh, they've managed to keep on to Jordan Jones thus far. Um, and obviously Chris Boyd, we all know what he can do. So come on up, I think they'll, they'll be fine this season. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm just seeing if we've got anything else to catch up on. Uh, <coughs> yeah, my, um, I'm just just having a real look here, looking at some of the signings. And but yeah, boys, it's uh, it's good to be back. Obviously, it is. I think I'll get up the fixtures for this weekend. But oh, before it, before we uh, we head off, um, I was going to say, Matthew, who was I read? I think I already asked you this. Who do you think's been? The this Rangers best signing this summer. Rangers best signing. I think you, was it McGregor you said earlier on. I was I said the best three have been Cartage, Goldson, and McGregor. Oh, yeah. Um, but I would have to say McGregor. I think he some of the saves in Europe has kept us in Europe this season, and he'll he pulled off some important saves. I'm gonna go for McGregor. Nothing new there, mate. Alan McGregor keeping us in Europe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would say mine would be Cartage, yeah, but as I said, Taylor. Um, we made a lot of good signings, uh, so we have. Nobody's been poor so far. No. Nobody's been poor. Everyone has impressed me. Um, it's still the early one. on for uh, Sadiq. Is that how you That's very big up. Yeah, the only one I've had question marks is about Sadiq, but uh, if he, he plays for Roma, they're a massive club. Yeah, so we've not seen a, whole, a great deal of him, but uh, that was a shame about Jamie Murphy, I thought, mate. That was yeah. real so one for him. Um because he was starting to come on to a bit of a game and then he got hurt and it was, yeah. it was a shame to see that you know yeah but I think we're getting that his name escapes me but that boy from Oziak in um, yes oh we've got to sign someone from Nottingham Forest I think that's going through tomorrow Joe Worrell yeah a defender yeah um, don't know much about him but Gerard thinks he's worth a shout also we know he, he's brought in goals in Cartage in their class so I have no, no worries about him. Oh, absolutely. So, <coughs> as I was saying earlier, um, this was basically just no, no. We didn't take any notes. It was just casual conversation, obviously, because we missed the last three weeks, so we're just getting caught to speed and just having a general chit chat, you know. So, well, we end it off here, but we need to obviously do the predictions for this weekend, boys. Um, oh, before we lose your interest in the predictions, um, new platform. Scott oh yes, uh, we got a new platform Scott for the YouTube uh, channel. Ben went out his way to create a YouTube channel, so that's another platform that we will be putting the podcast on. So we're just obviously broadening our uh, horizons. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting times for the podcast, but one thing we need to get fucking sorted, and that's an intro. <laughs> we need to get that sorted, so we'll, we'll get round to that, we'll get round to that, but we'll do the predictions for this weekend, and obviously you can get us on SoundCloud, uh, we get the, you can get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and also YouTube. So Facebook, Twitter as well. Oh, exactly, exactly, so, uh, so we'll do the predictions.
Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock at Pataudry. I'm going to go for, I think, 2-1. I'm going for 2-1, Kelly. I am going to go for, that would be, be an interesting game. I'm going to go for a 1-inch. Ben? Um, that is a really interesting game, um, considering the team's performances last season. But uh, I'm going to go 2-1, Kelly, as well. I think Aberdeen um, are having a slow start, so 2-1, Kelly. Uh, <coughs> Struggling Dundee come up against Motherwell <coughs> who got a point against Rangers at the weekend there and and it's uh, at Dens Park so that'll be a very interesting fixture two teams that have not had the best of starts to this uh, season and uh, how do you see that one going Matthew? <coughs> I think I'm going to go for one each ben? one each uh, Probably quite a, I think we'll be a bit boring. Maybe a wee 1-0, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to... I'm confident enough that I'm going to make a prediction on who's going to win. But quite a low-scoring game. No, it's going to happen. I'm going to say... Remember what I said earlier on, boys, about Motherwell? Or just about teams in general, when they play the old firm, get a, a result against the old firm. Yeah. Watch us to go play a terrible team the following week, and they'll drop points. Because uh, when teams play against the old firm, they raise their game. So, yeah. <laughs> my prediction is, I think I'm going to go for a... A nil-nil boring draw. Oof. And uh, Aki's versus St. Johnson. Well, I think that'll be a tight <coughs> game as well. Um, Hamilton at home. Mm, maybe. I, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Hamilton. Ben? Um, yeah, that is a, probably a tough one to call. Um, I fancy St. Johnson, but at the same time, um, Hamilton can score goals, can't they? They scored enough goals last season. Um, conceded too many, but they can score goals, so, um, I fancy, I fancy Hamilton. No, I'm going to say, maybe one or, one or two now, St. Johnson. Uh, I'm going to say, just a bit of quality. I'm going to say St. Johnston will win 2-1. And, Hearts versus St Mirren and uh, Craig Levine will not be in the dugout because obviously he is in hospital yeah. but it's good to hear that he's getting better that's uh, obviously great news and he said he'll be back in a couple of weeks time so Austin McPhee the assistant will be in the dugout uh, in the caretaker charge for this moment in time so well, I wonder if that will play a factor uh, into the game but uh, boys Hearts versus St Mirren um, I think this. I think Hearts will continue. I, I fancy two 0 Hearts. Ben. Yeah, I don't expect this to be a game where Hearts run of good form ends. I think probably one or two now. Uh, one or two in the Hearts. It'll be interesting to see where the goals come from this season. Um, without Kyle Lafferty, but yeah, I I fancy Hearts. I am going to say it will be two one Hearts win. And. Livingston versus Hibs at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. <laughs> um, gets every time. Um, obviously, Livy, um, I think they won their last game or they got a point in their last game, I'm not too sure. Um, but obviously, Hibs start the season off pretty decent. And uh, my money's on Hibs for this one. I'm going to say a 3 1 Hibs victory. Um, ben? Uh, I'm thinking a, a 
a free nil or a free one Hibs. Um, I, I'm not going to not Glovenston, but I think Hibs have just got that extra bit of quality with a good team Hibs. Uh, that will be too good for for Glovenston, I think. Yeah. <coughs> Definitely, I, I, can't, I can't see Hibs conceding. I think they'll blow, blow Livingston away, so I think I think you know. Um, I obviously gave you my prediction there. Um, <coughs> the big one, I think we covered this earlier. Celtic vs Rangers, little fun derby at Parkhead. I said it'd be one each. Um, ben, I'm sure you said it would be two one. Did you? You said Celtic would edge it. No, I, I said it would be close. Um, I wasn't really confident enough to make a to make a, a precise prediction, but. Um, if you force me, I'm going to say maybe a 2-0 no Celtic or a 2-1. And Matthew, you said... I said 2-1 Rangers. 2-1 Rangers, I like the, the confidence, but I'm just <laughs> going to try and keep a level head. I'm just going to show Home you... Hope going to be back because he wasn't even in the squad tonight, was he? Who was? No, he was training. Oh, Dembele? Yeah. Uh, Edouard. He, he, he was... Um, I don't think he was in the squad at all, no? He was training, yeah. but... I don't think he was, he was in the squad. And no. Griffiths started. Yeah, uh, Griffiths started. Uh, um, so hopefully we get a dwell back for the weekend. That'll be a big, big bonus for Celtic. Yeah, so it's gonna be good, boys, and uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to dissect the old firm, and uh, it's gonna be exciting. Um, because remember what well, I think the last old firm podcast we done, um, I lost my rag, so I did. Uh, I bet you weren't on that one. Um, it was when the news beat us five 0 and then um, I done it with Matthew, and it was. Well, it was brutal to say the least. Yeah, I think the last one we done about uh, Ben was the the three two one. It might have been. Yeah. I brought in. Uh, I've still not gave you that fiver. <laughs> <laughs> I've still not gave you that fiver, but um, uh, it's gonna be a exciting weekend of uh, Scottish football action. And uh, until next time, guys, uh, take care, and we will see you soon. Driver! <laughs> 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 <laughs>